um, I forgot what it is. <laughs> suddenly, suddenly. We're introducing a new section because we're losing it as far as um, the meteorological content goes. Um, the station has cancelled um, the subscription on the meteorology part, so we've got to find something else to make this podcast work. Don't worry. The usual levels of um, podcast ability will be upheld. Quality, excellence, um, general entertainment. I don't know. I'm I'm not worried at all. I, I think it's going to go really badly. <laughs> I, I think we're going to fall apart on the on the fluffy. Life, our lives, will crumble in front of everybody's eyes. <laughs> That's what the new theme of this podcast is. I think we can pull that off. <laughs> I think that means maybe, yeah. At times we might put in curry recipes or something like that, in amongst the crumbling of things. But I, I, I can hear some music. Well, I, that music got in the way of something interesting you were going to say. No, no. I was going to say, what are you doing, Chris? <laughs> we have a new episode in this episode. Um, so we're going to begin every new podcast with either or both Kat or I playing a song on acoustic guitars. I want to say, don't expect this to last. Like <laughs> we're doing it this episode. <laughs> you know, it, it might, you know, who knows? Anyway, go on. And it's probably, even if we do start playing a song, it's probably only be a small portion of a song. Yeah, like a verse and a chorus. Yeah, that's about it. That's what we call a song, right? Yeah, and it, it won't be necessarily the first verse. It'll just be our favourite verse. <laughs> yeah, or, or a mush of a couple of verses with... <laughs> That's what it'll be. <laughs> the most memorable lyrics from yeah, all of yeah, yeah, yeah. But I've got to say, this song that I'm starting it off with, because it was actually apparently my idea, but was it? Oh, it could have been, maybe. Um, is I think... Like, from me, from my point of view, like, really, really, really cagey, good Aussie pop music. Uh, I'm not even sure that the people who played it were Aussie, but uh, I think so. Mentalism. It's a tall order, isn't it? You know? Mental as anything is such an Australian thing to say, don't you? Yeah. Mental as anything. That's, that's probably, that's true. The lead singer, oh, I think, was Martin Plaza. What? Of the Horsham Plazas? Or some other kind of, how do you spell it? <laughs> How do you spell Plaza? <laughs> P-L-A-Z-A. Oh, different, different spelling, different yeah. spelling. Similar. Yeah, a bit like, was it Martin Plaza or Martin Place? Because, you know, similar to uh, the city. <laughs> I think it was Martin Plaza, but I got confused and I thought it was Martin Place because Martin Plaza, Martin Plaza was Martin Place. Martin Place is a part of Sydney's. <laughs> No, it's it's everyone everyone's confused, it's too late. <laughs> Alright, here we go. I'm lying in a beanbag. So I've forgotten the start. Jesus, after a build up like that.
me to finish the line. really good what I like the most about that is that I I've been stroking my chin and I've got two little hairs growing there that are really thick so I'm, I've been playing with them as you've been playing it's like yeah the hairs are getting thicker yeah when you first played me that song a long time ago I didn't realize what a nip was do you, do you remember that I was like oh that's a bit you can't really use that word anymore and you were like, oh, you know, it means a, a sip or something, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's a, it's a, it's an amount of alcohol. Like a, pot a small or a amount. Pint or a, it's like a dram, you know. Oh yeah, it could be a, like a, um, a specific size, but I don't think so. I think it's just oh, a I little see. bit of alcohol, oh, like just take a nip. Okay. Yeah, but. I, I know that other reference for a long time I thought because like I was worried about invasion of Australia from the north were you, were you really? I thought it was a, like some sort of song about that yep <laughs> but yeah then I learnt about the whole alco alcohol drinking Australian culture at, at uni I guess first, yeah. first hand was it? yeah I, I did it 101 and then <laughs> did, did you I make took it? It, I did you make it? <laughs> I took it to second year, that's for sure, anyway. <laughs> yeah, dropped out in third year. Yeah. Um, Underwriting, underwriting. Mm -hmm. Standing above the wagon. <laughs> yeah, I've never been quite sure how that works. Mm -hmm. You definitely want to paint the wagon, though. <laughs> but yeah, so my theme for the rest of eternity is going to be Australian pop songs from, you know, like maybe 
was 90s. I reckon that one came from about 1980. So that's a, are you going to go chronological? Is her next one going to be 1981? No, I was thinking to m- maybe even go backwards. Can I tell you what I've got in mind for you next time? You said the time? 80s and 90s, and now you're going to go, what, 1979? Oh, right. <laughs> uh, can what I about your thing for eternity? Can I include... Do you have 10 seconds and you're like, oh, I really want to step outside the thing that I just said. <laughs> Can I, well, can I go 79 as well? Can I go 79, what, 80 what, and 90? What do you think? I think if you're going to go 79, you're going to have to say the 70s. Aren't you? Is it 79 a part of the 70s? I don't know if I need to be just rational about it all and I kind agree. of critical I thinking I'm about it. I'm the one who said that I'd limit you to the 70s and 80s. Sorry, the 80s and 90s. I believe you said that. Look, if you want to step outside that, I, go I, ahead. I want to bend the rules a bit. Billion listeners are listening to this one thing. You get half a breath later. You're like, you know what? I don't want to do that thing anymore. I think you should just do the start with other things. You know, in 10 seconds, you're going to write like 2001. Is that what's going to happen now? sure I'll just do you have a theme for this I might have one but I might also just go outside the theme you know so like why why bother even why bother even talking about the theme really okay yeah no that's true fair enough just a just a second Kat. that's the rustling sound is of Chris getting off his beanbag okay. well it's um lovely to be back on the airwaves everyone and we thought we'd do a special um, podcast here in the front room of the house on Mouth Park Road, South Maitland, um, just to bring you up to speed with some of the weather that's been happening here. Mm, I'd like to apologise on the outset for being mean to Chris over these last two or three minutes. I don't know where that came from. <laughs> but you know how I am about themes. Winks. Did you see? And how, how seriously I take themes. And, you know, people just rubbishing, rubbishing themes, I think is 
and get arrested for it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I apologise if I came across as a no, theme Nazi, Chris. No, 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 it's good. That sometimes I need to be pulled into line a little bit. Never, you, you never do. Oh, okay, Chris is setting setting a mood uh, by by putting on a record on his phonograph. Is that what they're called? Can you hear the fidelity of that? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Very swampy. And it's good to have something swampy because um, because it's been wet and everything is now a swamp. I didn't really, I didn't really work this event because I don't really do events anymore. But you work, you sort of worked the lead up to it, didn't you, Chris? What? Maybe we're jumping too far. I'm jumping ahead of the gun here. Do you want to? Give a broad overview of what's happened over the last what, three or four days. Well, I was just thinking the wet, wet, wet is. Um, Name of your sex tape. Sorry, okay, go on. <laughs> I think that that might have been an Aussie band. Really? What was it? Or was it a song? What What's the song? Oh. No, like I could be barking up the wrong tree. I'm, my research is inadequate as ever. Um. remember um, with regard to this weather event we've had a pretty wet summer I think that's fair to say we're now in March um, and it does tend to be a time of year where we get some pretty heavy rainfall events for whatever reason yeah it's very very humid here isn't it this time of year yeah still yeah it's, it's classic for that isn't it I guess the sea surface temperature still warm. It's just what I was gonna say. Yeah, uh, up there. We are. I guess the general trend from the end of summer, sort of February-ish, end of February into March and April, is for the air temperature to cool off slowly and for the ocean to sort of remain warm. Yeah. Yeah. Some can help to drive development of showers mm. yeah so this event has I, I guess had that in its favour and as far as anomalies go to the um, the March average I couldn't say could you? No I'm not sure um, but my impression would be that it would be at least the sea surface temperatures would be at least average mm. um, that seems right yeah. I saw sea surface temperatures of in excess of 25 um, dangling in the EAC, um, dangling down. Um, Tasmania, sorry. No, <laughs> 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 dangling down to, uh, down um, from, um, say, Coffs Harbour all the way down to around Port Stephens or Nelson yeah. Bay. So, for context, maybe seeing 25 up at Coffs Harbour is pretty normal. Yeah. But for it to be south of Coffs Harbour, 
kind of less common, right? All the way down to Port Stephens. That's yeah, I think that's so. A, that's a lot of that's a lot of sea surface temperature, isn't it? Yeah, twenty five to twenty six all the way Gee, down. That's huge. Yeah. yeah, I think so. Yeah, it is. Yeah. So it sort of came down, I guess, in a series of eddies along the coast. But you know, from the point of view of our analysis in the Bureau of Meteorology, which is probably fully automated, it's just um. <laughs> It's just uh, well, the one that I look at. It's just a slab of twenty-five to twenty-six all the way down. That's crazy. So. Um, I think. Hmm. I'm not sure, but is it twenty-seven? The temperature where corals really bleach quite badly. Is it? Yeah. But anyway, yeah, that's just something about the. That's an aside, but yeah, that's that seems like very very warm surface temperatures for this time of year in this far south. Mm. Well, I always remember 26 degrees was the minimum for the tropical cyclone to be maintained. I mean, it's got to be, what, 27 or something for it. It's happier. Mm -hmm. um, for a tr tropical cyclone is happier to feed off sea surface temperatures of 27 than 26 is sort of what I was fed as the minimum when I was at med school. So yeah, 25 seems glamorously tropical, 25 to 26. Disgusting minimum. Yeah, super. <laughs> um, but yeah, maybe that's suggestive of the lack of northeasterlies too that we've had, because we often have a lot of northeasterlies in this part of the world. During summer. Yeah, during summer. And um, that results in upwelling and some lower sea surface temperatures near the coast. Whereas I saw these high sea surface temperatures come right. There could have been an issue with regard, um, uh, or what's that, what's resolution. that? resolution. But yeah, those high surface te sea surface temperatures seem to, to be right into the no mid-north coast. So that was, that was one point of interest um, I noticed. So um, yeah, there would be a lot of moisture in the low levels of the atmosphere to party with. Um, to be wrung out of the atmosphere. Hashtag party. Mm, that's, mm -hmm. that's, I guess so that's fed into one, that's one aspect of what has kind of been some of the ingredients for this, um, these last couple of days and what has unfolded. And the other, do you want me to mention some more of the background? Yeah, I, even though I worked, I didn't look at this alone. At all, really, yeah. I haven't really been looking at New South Wales in, in my new job. That's a bit sad, I find. For both of us, maybe. <laughs> but for the listeners, too. <laughs> um, Where's the cat? Haven't seen her for a bit, yeah. I think I'm, she probably went to your room when I opened the door. She's doing shit in the dark. <laughs> On her own face. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so, two other ingredients that I saw was a very strong high pressure system over the southern Tasman Sea. What does that do, Chris? Well, oh, we call it like a cradling high or a blocking high. It's like a little baby <laughs> in its cradle. <laughs> sort of nurses any um, low pressure systems to the north of that and stops them from, you know, sliding away. Moving but also suppose it sort of impedes um, like a rock in a flow um, you know the, the, um, the atmospheric flow goes north and south of it 
and like fronts coming along to it from the west will slip to the south of this big rock. They die in the arse. So one way of getting rid of a low or, or changing the weather situation from experience is a nice cold front coming through and capturing the low and dragging it away in the westerlies. That seems to be one way of getting rid of these sorts of systems. And the system becomes pretty transient, the low pressure system that we're hinting at. Uh, but yeah, with a big high like this, nothing like that could really take place. We were deeply, we are deeply in the Easterlies. Mm. The tropics came to town. <laughs> yeah, it's been wet for, it's been, yeah, raining. It's pretty rare for that, isn't it? Yeah. 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 Every day for a week or something. Well, every oh, day yeah. for, yeah. Yeah, last Tuesday was a wet day, like rained all day. Tomorrow's Tuesday. Oh, great. Yeah. Off and on all day, anyway. So the high is important. The high of the south. It's got to be strong. Is the is the third ingredient an upper trough? Ah, yes. An upper trough? I think that that, that oh. is the high. Oh, oh yeah, an, an upper low or something like that. Go on. Did you want to comment on that? I saw it. I was looking at it. I was looking at some other thing. I remember maybe last last week. I noticed that it, it looked like there was some other system back then. It was a week away, but computer model guns seem to have this upper low um, move to the west and then come back a couple of days later to the east. Yeah, well. Yeah, and I was just kind of like, oh, dude, that's weird. That's probably going to be pretty bad. It means that there's, you know, a big split in the flow and it's all fucked. But no, I sort of didn't think about it and looked onto the thing that I should have been doing, just forecasting that the northwest shelf would. WA, <laughs> that's horrible, and then we just left it, but yeah, that, that's my context for this, this upper, this upper trough. I think that's spot on. Um, well, there seemed to be a, um, a decent sort of upper level low over western New South Wales during most of last week, and um, on Tuesday, it tilted towards the northeast and resulted in over northeastern New South Wales. The main low was still way back and resulted in the winds aloft going northeasterly over us and showers, thunderstorms, and rain areas came in from the northeast. And that was quite a wet day, and we had storms here all day. Was that, was that with the hail? I don't think it was hail, I think it was mostly just stormy rain. We had you know, quite a bit of rain. That was last Tuesday, I think. Which which was the day that we had the... Oh, shoot. Which was the day that we had that storm where Maitland gusted 51? Was that the week before last? Yeah. Introducing Monkey, the weather cat. I never even knew. Maybe you can see that she's a dumbass. She's pretty happy. Um, so, that tilting, um, what does that call? It's got, a, got some sort of terminology that northeast would tilting trough. trough. Um, negatively tilted? Negatively tilted, is it? She's putting her ass near my legs. Yeah. 
She loves that account music. <laughs> I was you know, that trough just seemed to sit there all week to my eye. Mm. I could see on the water vapor imagery some sort of coloration across northern New South Wales, east west. Oh, wow, yeah. West east. Extending from the upper low. Mm -hmm. And it didn't seem to move <laughs> for the days that I was at work. So we had northeasterlies persistent over us and the mid north coast. Forever. Just mountainous days of them. Mm. So um, the way I was explaining it to the that work was that it was producing instability. Because, like, um, all I can remember about this stuff is that um, east of or between the upper trough and the upper ridge is where there's um, a lot of divergence in the upper levels of the atmosphere. So that means that um, air rises from beneath that divergent area. And so there's both destabilization of that air mass, but also general widespread up motion. So it seems that we get, and, and also it, main, it means that um, with divergence aloft, you begin to find areas of convergence beneath in zones. Mm -hmm. And also with the divergence aloft, pressure falls at the surface because there's less air in, in the coal. So we, we had a persistent and very slowly deepening trough along the northern coast of New South Wales. And Monk was so excited with this information that I was describing that she was attacking my leg. Um, she's got an excellent chin. She's got a normal chin. There's nothing special about her chin. So, <laughs> so yeah, what did you think of that? That's a great explanation. I think that gives everyone an idea of what's going on in the atmosphere. And this idea of the instability and the general up, you know, the up motion of the atmosphere and that it's not moving kind of, kind of paints a picture to me very clearly of this idea that with the rising of the air, it condenses and it rains. And it's not moving anymore, it's a race for ages. In the same area. And it leads to fairly predictably hashtag flooding. Which is what we've been seeing, particularly for the mid north coast, I guess. I, su I suppose south of this um, trough that sags into the high pressure area. And so that high being firm over the southern Tasman and the trough deepening slowly and staying put result in a tightening of the pressure gradient in places and that re results in stronger winds and so a stronger stream coming on shore being, and stronger winds being lifted by the ranges which are pretty sharp along the mid-north coast and for Australian standards reasonably high so they those ranges kind of um, exacerbate the, the up, up motion um, and the rainfall, I, I think. Yeah, that makes sense. That sounds good. Mm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
Alright, I won't talk about the levels and whatever, we're not hydrologists, flood modelers. But I think I heard something on the radio or the news about it being the biggest flood ever at Port Macquarie, I think. Wow. Yeah, on record, I think. I could be wrong about that, but don't, don't quote me, but it seems like there's a sort of biblical at Port Macquarie. Yeah, I guess maybe because of uh, some extra water, well not extra water, but some water in the dam, the major dam for Sydney, for the drinking water dam, have been quite high, the dam levels there, and some rain that impacted western Sydney and the, and the ranges there, where the dam is, meant that the dam had to spill as well as rain on top of and just the spilling, but you know, the background rainfall. And that there's been some flooding in Western Sydney. Mm. It's taken some spotlight too. Yeah, sure. Mm. Um, did this since 961? Mm, mm. That's a long time. Do you know anything about that 61 flood? Nothing. No, me neither. No. Do you know anything about the. There was a flood in the 90s? Was there 99 or something? But um, the seventies was was a wet time. Was it? Yeah. Yeah, the whole decade was wet. Interesting. Why? Don't know. How? Just humid as well. How super strange. Yeah. Uh, Doctor Fahey. Yeah. Yeah. It's a mystery. Just in New South Wales or? Yeah, I don't know. WA as well or? Oh yeah. Oh, I don't know about WA. Like NWA, gets <laughs> shit about that. <laughs> um, I, I'm not sure. I, I, I think I heard about it a long time ago, so it must have been in Victoria. Mm. Mm. Yes, we had a drought in the early 80s, didn't we? Did we? Yeah. <laughs> and and, and, and uh, mushrooms there as well. Oh, I see. So it ended in, in, uh, in like 85 or something. Ash Wednesday was 84 or something? It was 83. Oh, okay. Yep, okay. Yeah. But yeah, I, I don't know about Nyla's. Um, yeah, they could sit in on that. But yeah, it seems like um, rainfall totals have. And yeah, it's been a wet summer, and, and, and rainfall totals are a couple hundred millimetres in the Blue Mountains. Rainfall totals are 100 to 200 millimetres in Sydney. Mm -hmm. Over the two days. Yeah. It's enough to do. Um, but yeah, in the Midland Coast, um, there would be the full summer drought. We saw 400, 400 yeah. millimetres in a day. Seems a bit high. It does for that, yeah. yeah. Quite high up. Um, yeah. yeah, as Kat said, we're not hydrologists on WA. Not a particularly thorough meteorologist either, but um, it does seem like on the mid north coast and not that far north west of New South Wales, but it's just slightly interesting top to the west of it. Far north coast seem to have the little low or the little trough deep and directly adjacent to that, and so it didn't have the effect of the stream. Um, so 
but it's almost kind of quirky, because often in these sorts of events, you seem to start um, southern, off the southern Queensland coast. And really hammer up there. Yeah, yeah and you, you have a bit of time. Um, to get used to the idea of everything being... 400 millimetre rainfall in 24 hours. Some sort of precedent to the situation. But yeah, it seems like it just happened on the poor old mid-north. And, oh, 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 lucky. Just give me a nip. But yeah, for me, um, it was interesting the way around here. We kind of missed out on the worst of it by... Barely rained here. It yeah. didn't rain heavily here at all. No. No, it was wonderful, wasn't it? That was, you reckon we got sort of 50 mil widespread here? Or? Something like that. Yeah. Um, much higher on the Barrackings. Oh, and, for sure. Um, the ranges to the north of the air that, that are, rise up to 5,000 feet or so. Mm-hmm. The border of the mid-north coast, yeah. Yeah. That's true, that's true. And 200 millimetres in a day on the peak up there. And I think maybe 100 to 200 in days adjacent to that one mm-hmm. so some of the rivers that feed into this air, this area namely um, the Patterson and the Williams both made major flood levels briefly quick peak yep um, but the main river for this district um, it's the namesake of the district mm. Namely the Hunter River. Only made it to its minor flood peak mm-hmm. um, here at Maitland and also at Lambin Terrace, the next stop down from this town. Which were, both of them were port type towns back in the day. And so were the river towns. Which is... <laughs> Sort of like an old school thing these days, isn't it? Quite cute, yeah. Yeah, yeah there's no river trade, is there? Yeah. No. No. Yeah, if you could make coffee on a little boat, then you could probably yeah. do something with that. Yeah. Yeah. You just take water from the river and boil it and then <laughs> run it through an espresso machine. I think you call it Muddy Waters, that'd be the name of it. Or something, yeah. You could, there's a pun there. Something. Yeah. If you if you float around on the boat and look for it. <laughs> there is um Look, you don't have to be in on the business. I'll do it myself. <laughs> there is um Hunter Valley, Hunter Valley coffee roaster here. That's right. Yeah, they've they've probably already trademarked and copyrighted all of all of those ideas. They probably have and and I think um the best coffee and the one that's won some awards is the Patterson blend and Patterson was one of the rivers that was in major flood. Which is your favourite river of the region? Or, or, you know, smaller stream? I like the Patterson. I like the Allen. Oh, that was cool. Which flows, you explained to me the other day, which flows into the Patterson before it makes its way to the Hunter. Yeah. I like it because it's, it's a quiet sort of unknown river the Allen nobody knows or cares about it Jack. it's the dark horse of rivers it's true. in the hunter yeah it, it must flow in just north of 
east-west for that or, or somewhere around east-west for Gracie. before because I think it's just Patterson River at Vasey and then we've been we crossed the Patterson on the motorcycle a couple of times at Patterson <laughs> yeah that's right yeah it's a pretty impressive river there with the big floodplain mm. um, that's a lovely lovely thing the Arrow Mm. So what do you like about the Patterson? Mm. I, I suppose I like the, the big floodplain at um, Patterson Town itself. Mm. I like that you can go to Woodville and buy a coffee and sit <laughs> <laughs> near the levee of the Patterson without actually seeing the Patterson. But I also like that the Patterson used to be one of those rivers that... Um, a working river. A working river, yeah. The boats would go right up to Patterson. And have That's it. crazy, yeah. Yeah. Gee, that feels like it's a long way in. Yeah. Like, you know, even Maitland feels like a long way in, but gee, Patterson just feels like... Yeah, like, how, how the F did they do that? Oh, yeah. So the Patterson River joins the Hunter River just the other side of um, Morpeth. Oh, Oh, I see. It's not that far then, is it, really? Yeah. I suppose it's further than coming up to Maitland, mm, but, but maybe not, not that, that much. far. Mm. I can remember speaking to that old bloke out there around the museum. Tragic museum. Yeah. <laughs> and he said that uh, the river just silted right up. Did he say that the river ran dry or...? <laughs> Sorry, no. Yeah, I remember that he said that he silted, that it silted, but I can't remember why. Is it just farming? Yep. Runoff. Runoff. So prior to that, it was. Um, I, I don't know what would have. It would. It had been a, a nice broad river a lot more often. Would it? Deeper. Clean. Clean. That's right. He said it was clean. It wasn't brown. Seems hard to believe that an Australian river wouldn't be brown. But yeah, yeah, yeah he, he, that's what people had said or wrote that it was a, it was a clean river. Isn't that amazing? Too bad. Too bad. Yeah. But yeah, um, we were lucky here. I suspect it was shocking to see how high the creeks. Oh, yeah, you mean here at the house in terms of flooding, mm. yeah. Yeah, but I guess that was the funny thing, wasn't it, that it hadn't rained that much here, that the, yeah, like everything was up. Mm. And the, the river got minor and there wasn't, at us anyway, there wasn't that much rainfall. No. And all of the bigger f sort of rainfalls come into the river further south, yeah. oh, sorry, southeast. Yeah, so why right. was it so big here? Don't know. It's amazing. Interesting to see what happens when that is it. Um, is it Wallenby Creek mm. to the south? Yeah, west, south southwest. Yeah. yeah, that went major. Did it really? Yeah. Oh my gosh. For a brief period, but as it, there'll be a little pulse of water that comes down and enters the Hunter, and will make it its way through the Hunter. It'd be interesting to see what that pulse of water does as it moves through here. Okay, it'll probably come back up. It's below minor now, but it, it may well come back up above minor. Cute. Yeah, yeah. So that Wallenby Brook, 
That's fair from... It's probably a pretty big broke, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It goes through broke. Does it? Yeah. Oh, wow. Um, but it's fed off high country to the south of here, um, around Hornby, um, or southwest of here, rather. And it's interesting that it flows northward, whereas the rivers that we've been speaking about... Mm flows southward, the Allen, the Patterson, the Williams, the Williams, yeah, flows southward into the Hunter, whereas Wollombi Brook goes sort of north, actually it goes northwest away, like for away, away from the coast <laughs> altogether, <laughs> and then comes back and bumps into the Hunter, right as the Hunter comes down from the, the hills, it, the, the Hunter flows southward as well, mm-hmm. initially, before it know it sort of turns eastward towards the sea and uh, Wollombi Brook meets the hunter not far from where it turns eastward. Do you love rivers that run north because you're from northern Victoria, well central Victoria? Yeah yes it feels a bit strange. Where there are some sweet rivers that instead of going south towards the ocean run into the Murray and then flow west for ages ages and ages before they come out south straight. Yeah, how lovely is that? It'd be pretty effed without those. Some of those rivers are very pretty, like the Goulburn one, is it? Yeah. Goulburn, Goulburn River. Kiwa, isn't it? Oh, yeah. Um, there's the... Yeah. Yep, digging into me, and it's on the move. No, it's alright, you can leave it. Just. Um, what else is there? Here you go, we'll do this. Let me put your little paws on that. The Avoca River flows northward off the Pyrenees ranges, not too far from Stoula. Stoula? Yeah. Um, there's another one just to the east of there, but I can't quite remember it now. That flows off places uh, at the back of Darsford, northward. Um, what would it be called? It goes through little towns called. Newstead, bearing up. <laughs> uh, I can't remember now. What I find super interesting though is the rivers that flow westward off the back of the New South Wales ranges. Oh yeah, they're the best. Yeah. The Murrumbidgee, the mighty Murrumbidgee. Um, the Macquarie. Yeah. The Murray's, you know, the obvious one. True. Um, but <laughs> it would have been a whole lot easier for the water, you know, to get into the sea. It's so much quicker from the ranges to the sea than flowing westward out into the Darling and then down <laughs> yeah. Yeah, through yeah. Burke and yeah. um, inland New South Wales to reach the Murray, then finally out in South Australia. Such a, a long trek in comparison. Uh, I guess that's why, uh, I mean, the rivers here east of the ranges are fairly quick rivers. Mm. They don't have harbour flows or anything right. to the sea. Yeah. What else was it? There was the, the Gwider. Oh, yeah. Off the back of the Northern I, I never rivers. liked the Gwider. Didn't you really? I like, I don't like the name. Oh, the Gwider. 
Yeah, that's what I was wondering. Yeah, yeah, I don't, I'm not into it. What's the river that flows off um, the Warren Bungles at Coonabarabran again? Isn't that the Coonabarabran River? Mm. Uh, I think it's got a somewhat more elaborate name than that, like a, a trickier name. Does it? Yeah. Um, it flows initially eastward and then does a loop and heads back. To Coonabarabran, right? Um, wait, no, um, it, it goes through Coonabarabran and then does a loop south, uh, and it's flowing eastward there, and then does a loop southward. Yeah, I thought that was the Coonabarabran River. Oh, you may be right. I thought it had a different name. We may have to look this up now. And, it, and then it flows to the northwest. Yeah, it does that weird loop, and it's, yeah. it's really crazy. Because it loops around the Warrumbungle Ranges, I believe, which are some beautiful ranges. On the other side of the main Great Dividing Range. Oh, my phone's not going to work. Oh, here we go. Okay. Is it cheating to be to be doing this? No. I'm looking at my phone. That's some beauty though, isn't it? I love the way it does that. Whatever it's called. Alright. Let's get to our... Okay, so, yes, the Castle Ray. The Castle Ray, that's <laughs> it. But that's that. Yeah, that's a good one. That's a very good one. Yeah. And then it just sort of peters out into nothing, doesn't it? <laughs> does it? can't remember what it, what it does. I thought it made the Barwin or the Darwin. Whatever it was called. Is it called the Darwin now or is it called I'm sure. Is it called some other strange name at that point? Because um what was the story again? The Kalgoa. Um I think the Macquarie peters out before it it peters out in the Macquarie marshes before it makes the Darwin River. But I could be wrong. No, I think there was something like that just ended in nothing yeah. but yeah I, I love how the the river is called something uh, the, yeah, the, the Darwin was called the Barwin for a long time and then just suddenly it changes its name to the Darwin oh that's right where the Kalgoa yeah, comes flows in, in. and right. was the story because um, people didn't realise it was the same river yeah because yeah, it was, was such right. a marginal <laughs> Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Explorers thought that they'd found two different rivers. <laughs> says a lot about um, the exact science of exploring. Yeah. yeah it's just before birth, isn't it? It comes to Darwin. Yeah. I don't know, 80 k's or something. It sounds about right. To the east of Bourke. I don't think I even noticed the Colgoa coming when we were driving along <laughs> Yeah, I don't actually... We came in on the Kamilaroi Highway, didn't we? Yeah. Yeah, where the Kalgoa comes in. 
it's actually um, well north of Ohio. We couldn't have seen it. Okay. And the little um, the little river that we crossed on the highway actually wasn't the Darling. It was something called the the Bogan River. Oh yeah. Yeah, which flows in, um, which flows into it. Uh, actually, even further east of the Colville. Isn't the Bogan that famous one because that flows through Mungo? Except they were much later than England. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's so embarrassing that I can't remember this. Uh, I could be wrong. No, no. I mean, yeah, yeah, like a year ago, right? Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Let's just go to Mingan instead. Okay. Oh, I mean, <laughs> no, you're right. It's the one that goes through Mingan. What is that drawing off? What is that doing all the way in Mingan? Yeah. No, Basically, it runs north south. That one comes off the ranges even further to the south, like out the back of parks or something. That's retarded. Yeah, it's fully crazy. That's my favourite. The Bogan's ridiculous. (laughs) (laughs) How did that flood at at Ningen? That's crazy. I don't even know. So was that that just a whole... Yeah, how, how did that flood? I think Gordon mentioned it to me. There's a whole lot of thunderstorm activity, like some sort of... Yeah, crazy, really, what? really heavy, persistent sort of storm activity. Over the town itself or further oh, east? Oh, no, further, further east. It just seems crated. So for context... No, that, there must have been more than that because that, that's a huge flood, isn't it? Mingan's got to be, what, 200, 150, 200k from the ranges? Yeah, it was as flat as a tack out there. It's like the edge of middle of nowhere, right? We drove like How maybe bizarre. a few hundred k's from Burke to get to Ningen. Would that be right? A couple hundred? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's absolutely on the plane, as far as I can remember. Even coming into Dubbo, like... How did no other town on the Bogan flood? Oh, I don't know. Like, like why did Ningen get effed? Is Ningen the only town that anyone cares about <laughs> on the Bogan? Oh, gee, that's bleak. So, so Ningen was famous because the Ardableth had to come in and chop, chop it. people <laughs> out to, to, for the, otherwise the town was going to, everybody in the town was going to go under. But we're going to learn to swim really quickly. I, I see now, Ningen is like the only real river, a uh, real town on the Bogan. Oh, I see. And I think the main, the main point to take is that um, they had to, blow up a part of the railway line, <laughs> yeah. right? Because otherwise the water was going to be trapped by, you know, the railway line. And the, um, Oh, God, Chris, we've got nine minutes to wrap this up. Oh, I'm just yeah. coming to the punch. Yeah, look, it's... Oh, my God. We've got less than nine minutes. We've got eight minutes and 30 seconds to wrap this up. Okay, so the railway line, until that flood, had made it all its way out to Burke, right? But on that occasion, they had to blow the railway line up. <laughs> they probably had engineers in from the army to do that, I suppose. I just asked the kids in you know, the town. Because, <laughs> yeah. like, the railway line was built up on sort of like a levee-style thing. Um, and so it, it was causing the water to pile up over one part of town. Obviously, the part of town where there were heaps of people. Rich people. That's read as... So they blew the... The Protestant elite. (laughs) Continue. They blew the railway line up. And 
was the end of Ningen, basically. <laughs> no more town. Well, the railway line was never... Yeah, completely, com- like, re- repaired. repaired. Yeah. It's, it was like it was not worth having a railway out there anymore. Yeah. So now I guess they just ferry all of the stuff at the shit that they grow out there on these huge... Uh, what are they called? Tra- Road trains. Road trains, that's it. They were sort of the most impressive thing about being very, out there. Very, very scary, yeah. the road trains. Oh. They don't slow down. They oh. just barrel through town. <laughs> it's, it's like a, um, a mystery of nature how those road trains just don't fall over. You know, what, don't what come you? crashing down as they're taking a corner. You know, because there's piles of hay up. It feels like stories high. Mm. A couple of stories high mm. anyway. Mm. And as you say, they don't, mm. they don't really slow down a lot. Yeah. And they're going through the middle of a big town or of a country town. Um, so, yeah. There's a, that's, that's gold. That's why they're there. It would have been fun to have taken a passenger train out to Burke yeah. back in the day. Out there, and then the riverboat <laughs> down the Darling <laughs> to Adelaide. That's how people did that. That is how they did that. Yeah. All right. We've got to got to call it. I think this was fun. I really appreciated your musical stylings. I think everyone did. So thanks for that. Um, Thanks for um, um, suggesting we make another one. That was was a real pleasure for me. The river episode, the East Australian river episode. Well, maybe there's another thing we can talk rivers again next week when we meet. Yeah. What do you think? Let's do that. Okay. Let's do that. You can bring a river to the table. Sure. I sort of waffled a bit. Sure. No, no. I, I like the idea. I said East Australian, but I didn't mention a single Queensland river. So maybe I'll bring the Kiwalga River to the pub. Thanks to Monk for doing most of the work. And a big thanks to, to Keith, the producer of the show, <laughs> without which we wouldn't be here today. Mm-hmm. Keith is, of course, um, named after a famous hydrologist, Keith. Yeah, I think of Keith as being the Mariam Shahab of this show. 